0: eftm
1: tech
2: cars lifestyle this
3: is the eftm
2: podcast with Trevor Long.
3: eftm
2: thank you for listening thank you for downloading lovely to have your company for the first time in 2022 uh i'm back uh kind of sort of like i'm getting there i'm slowly getting into it it's not easy ces took took a lot out of me um, and I've you know, been trying to spend a bit of time at home in the meantime since. Um, so thanks for your patience. Great to be back. Good to have your company. And uh, good to always be uh, in your subscriptions. Hopefully the subscription didn't lapse due to the number of weeks that I went missing. Who knows? I don't know how it works. Sometimes it just happens like that. Um, but it was uh, an awesome CES. We got a lot done. Um, more coverage than we've ever done before, even though the show was probably smaller than ever. but you know, you've got to make of it what you want and I'm really, really proud of what we did and I, I can't thank Stig uh, for coming along and doing everything he did for me and with me and uh, making it such a success, um, whether it's on television, radio, eftm.com uh, or on social media. The uh, the TikToks and, and Instagrams went really, really well. Lots, lots of great engagement. That's what I love. I actually really love the comments. Not the naggy ones, not the negative ones, the real ones, the good ones um they keep me they keep me going i'm always looking at them now and then and trying to engage with as many as i can um but uh yeah it was good it was good to be and and the experience to be honest and and many people have asked me this you know what was it like to go to the states? It was great it was really great now it wasn't normal because we wore masks everywhere we took hand sanitizers at every place and everything, and you know we sat outside of the two. The two, two, two nights we, we ate out, which were the last two nights in LA because we'd already passed our negative COVID test, uh, the two nights we ate out, we ate out outside um, and every other night and lunch and breakfast, we pretty much had room service. Uh, we went to Whole Foods and bought some cereal on the, on the, in the early days, so we had breakfast in the hotel. So we didn't exactly have a normal trip and that's how we stayed COVID safe. That was our plan, was to stay away from people, which obviously I love. Um, but, yeah, you've got to stay away from people. You've really got to work hard to stay COVID safe in this day and age. But it was possible. I wouldn't say it's a great holidaying environment. You've got to be prepared to tack on an extra bit if you test positive. But, you know, it's the same over there as it is here. And I think that's the number one message I kept having for people was, I know everyone here is freaking out. But it's as bad over there as it is here. You can't get rat rapid antigen tests there at pharmacies, just like you can't hear very easily. We found it hard to buy in 95 masks. Like, it's, we're doing pretty well here, folks. Just relax. We'll be okay. Hopefully, if you happen to have gotten COVID, you've, you've gotten through it okay, and hopefully everyone in your family's doing well. And you had a great Chrissy and, and New Year. That's the most important thing. Um, we've got a big year coming up, of course. That's always what we say, and it's always what we aim for. Um, And I think the biggest change that I want to foreshadow is for our dear Android listeners. Finally, the Android app is coming. In fact, I think by the end of this week we'll launch the beta and probably next week we'll have the the app available in the Google Play Store. It's ready. It looks awesome. It's not finished. We've still got widgets to go and there's some tweaks we're going to make to both apps in terms of competition entering. Um, but it looks absolutely amazing. Um, I'm not going to name the developer at this point because I need to check that he is okay with me doing that. But I am absolutely blown away by what has happened in the space of just a few weeks, from putting up the hand to so say I think I could do that, to delivering the first first version, which was just like mind blowing. It's frankly better than the iOS one, so it would be worth the wait and um, our iOS (laughs) is going to need to be twisted up the game, you know? It's awesome. So finally, and I know it's overdue, but, you know, it's not exactly a a money-making venture, having an app, so give me a break. Finally, it'll be there. So that'll be really, really good. If you're an Android listener, um, your prayers are being answered and we will be there. So can't wait for that to launch in the next week or so. And probably within a week or two after that, we'll try and have some competitions running as well. I'm thinking... Well, actually, it might be a bit longer because one of the upgrades we're going to make to both apps will be to have the ability to enter the competitions really easily within the app with a tap of a button without having to type information and all that stuff. Um, And I want to do a weekly competition where basically every week there's either EFTM merchandise or a cool gadget or something else to give away. So there's a a reason to, to click that button regularly. So that's the plan early on in the year as we slowly tread our way back into the big times. Um, it's been a very slow news time, though, since CES. There's really not a lot, not a lot of news out. Um, we're about to ramp up, though. We've got news from Samsung coming on. Um, there'll be news from PlayStation. There's a lot of stuff coming on, so the next little while is going to be big. So stay tuned, uh, and EFTM will be the source of all that for you, uh, as well as car reviews and everything else we've got going on. But most importantly, it'd be great to be back here on the podcast, and if you've got a tech question... You know how to get involved. Just go to the website, EFTM.com, click Ask Trev, and we will do our best to get you on the show and uh, have you on the line as all the next bunch of callers did. EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. All right, let's help some people out. Diane's on the line. day, Diane.
0: Oh, hello. How can I um, help you? I was wanting to burn some old Sony – or not Sony 8 – Video 8, um, the old video recorders mm-hmm. onto disc, to, so that I can play them on my computer. I did burn them to DVD, but they're not playing on my Mac. They'll only play on the TV. It's the old Video 8 so, camera with so the little you've cassettes.
2: Got, so you've got the video cassettes and you've got DVDs with that not content on them? Not of all of them, them. only, only uh, some. I did start some.
0: getting them done about – 15 years
2: ago. Yeah. Have you got a player for the videotapes?
0: Um, only the camera still.
2: Okay. And does the camera have like little outputs that you could plug into a TV, for example?
0: Yes.
2: So, then uh, they would be the RCA plugs, those little uh, yellow, red and yellow, white ones, I'm yes, assuming.
0: that's right. So, yes.
2: th- I mean, there's a couple of options. One of them obviously is to find someone who'll do this for you because this is a very labor intensive process. But, for that very reason, it's also very expensive. I don't want to say very expensive. You pay by the hour because to we what we call ingest, uh, to, to take off that little tape, the video that's there, you have to watch the whole thing. Well, you don't have to physically watch it, but it needs to. someone needs to press play, it needs to run for the duration of the tape, and then someone needs to stop. And then you've got a digital clip on a computer, and then that can either be burnt to a DVD or put onto a USB drive. Now... I would a hundred percent I'd a hundred percent avoid the DVDs. Okay.
0: We've moved Why? on.
2: We've moved on from that. So So
0: USBs.
2: What I want you to do is I want you to put them all I want you to get a little external hard drive from Officeworks or JBs. Um and like I'm talking a decent little size thing that'll hold a couple of terabytes of information. So that's where all okay. your videos can live. And then what you can do is you can buy a USB stick for you know, one one person that's on a video, you might just put that video on that stick and things like that. But digital storage is a much more robust way of doing it because, you know what, you could upload it to a to a Dropbox or a Google Drive and share it with someone over the internet and never need to give them a disk or a USB drive. Do you know what I mean? And also yes. they they're save posterity that way too. If you were to… So- Label I would them plug well.
0: the camera into my laptop. Is that what you're saying? So what
2: we need is, is a device that fits between your camera and your laptop. Now, actually these days there's there's more of these than you would normally expect because of gaming. Um, and I think you even sent me a link to something on Kogan. Now, look, the thing that you saw on Kogan, it plugs into the USB and then it's got those exact ports that you want, the red, yellow and, and white. Um they're essentially made for capturing, let's say, what happens on an Xbox or a PlayStation. Um, the biggest challenge with these things is software. Um, I, I don't want to say don't buy that, but I'm just saying if you buy one of those things, I don't know what software it's going to come with. So if you're a bit savvy, you'll be able to make it work because there's plenty of software out there these days that is essentially what you want to what you want to do is capture video. Capture is what you want to do now. I would think that uh, J-Car Electronics would probably have something as well. I don't know if you've got a J-Car near you. JB um, no,
0: JB J-B Hi-Fi.
2: Well, they. I don't know if JBs would have something. Let's have a quick, quick, quick look. I, I could know.
0: go online and yeah. look at J-Car Electronics. Video capture is what you're looking capture. for. Video capture. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, and, and the, but the critical thing is most of the modern ones, and I would suspect one of the J-B ones, will will capture HDMI. So your modern PlayStation, your modern Xbox, your modern everything will output HDMI, just like what your TV takes from the DVD player or the Foxtel box. Um, yes. They won't take those little RGB cords. So the best ones are those ones that are at JB's. Elgato have them. The Elgato is a really good brand. And here's the thing, Diane, you could buy all this and then hold onto it, keep it in good condition, and then sell it when you're done. Um, okay. as a package because someone else is going to want to do what you're doing, aren't they? Yes. So keep it in good nick, keep the box and everything, keep it as a package. Elgato Game Capture, $300 is a little device. And then the, the challenge is, and this is where J-Car Electronics comes in, they're a bit more like your old Dick Smith or Tandy, they'll have a converter that takes those RCA plugs, that yellow, red and white, and turns it into a digital HDMI signal. So it's a lot of p- complex processes. But what you want to do is turn your video camera output into HDMI if you can. And if you take the video camera to J. Car uh, Electronics, and there'll be one near you. If you're in Sydney, yes. there'll be one. Yep. Um, big blue, kind of purpley store. Um, but they're not everywhere. Uh, if you take the video camera and say, I want something that takes these three little plugs and allows me to put, plug it into a HDMI port, they'll give you something. There'll be something. Yep, and then you buy from JB Hi-Fi the video game capture card input that goes into your computer. Up on your computer screen comes a bit of software that has a record button and a stop button. Uh, and you might need to do some video tutorials on YouTube to learn it. But once you've done it once, you're ready to go for every single one of them. If you did one a week, you'd be done in what a year? You've how many have you got? How many tapes you got?
0: <laughs> oh. 20 or 30 yeah.
2: yeah so you'll be done in a few months basically yeah and then as I said keep that kit put it on Facebook Marketplace as a great kit for someone who wants to do the exact same thing
0: Yeah I've got it so first of all buy the um, converter yes and then buy a video capture, capture. card yep okay and, I it, think I've got that
2: and, and get yourself a little external hard drive so that your laptop yes. doesn't fill up um, because it will be there'll be a lot of data um, storage needed. For all these videos, um, and then once...
0: share them via Google Drive or exactly. Dropbox. Exactly. Set yourself up a, a exactly
2: yeah. set yourself up a Dropbox account. And the most important thing uh, that I'll say to you is when you're when you're capturing the movie and when you save it, don't move on to the next one until you've saved this one, given it a great title with a date. So you call it, you know, family um, family outing uh, at you know Taronga Zoo, two thousand and seven or nineteen ninety two or whatever it is. Yep. So that it's all in the title so that it can be searched for down the track by people in the next generations.
0: Yes, that's what I want. Okay, that's been a great help, Trevor. Thank you so much. it. I've written with it. it all down. What a great little so, project. Um, I'll get to it, yes. <laughs> all right, well, Thank you, you enjoy much. your
2: quiche, enjoy your lunch. And, all right, and, and, thanks. Good luck. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you, cheers. And if you've got a question, that's a tough one because, um, frankly, technology's moved on to a point where those basic plug-and-play devices don't exist. If you know of something different, do let me know. Um, but I like the idea of using a more of a gaming capture setup because it's actually probably going to be easier, the software. I've bought a little, and I actually wonder now if I should have told her, but I wonder if she's going to end up going to J. Carroll Electronics and they're going to sell us something that will do the whole package. But every time I've done that, the software's been rubbish, like really bad uh, and won't do the job. But anyway, uh, hopefully Diane gets that done because it's a great little exercise. And as I said, the thing there... And I'm a big fan of cloud storage, as you know. Use Google or Dropbox, whatever it is. But also, the most important term, and it's it's a dirty word now because of all the legislation and stuff that's been around it, but metadata. That's what I mean about giving it a great name. And if there's any ability to save other data around a file, use it. Take your time to name it. I've got folders full of videos from a little Sanyo camera we had when the kids were just young, just called Movie 1, Movie 2. And it's like, oh, man, at some point, even though they're digital... I've got to go through and label these things. At the very least, tag the kids. So very a, a very good and rewarding process to go through. Not an easy one, though, in the technology sense. If you've got a question, you've got a tech question, you've got to want to buy something, you want to uh, get some help, I'm here to help, and uh, you can do that by going to the website, eftm.com, and click Ask Trev. <music> Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. Richard did that. G'day, Richard. Yes, good morning. Yeah. How can I help
3: you, mate? Yes. Uh, what is uh, I got? A, 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 what is online on which it's a lamp um, put put, put on, on the ceiling and has a Bluetooth, which means you can play uh. music on it. Yes. And what uh, what what you see? I try to maybe somebody a technician, of course, to hook it up up on the ceiling. Uh, maybe maybe I need to ring maybe a local electrician again. So
2: is it meant to be a light bulb? Like does it just screw in and it's meant to just yeah, play the speaker?
3: That, or? Yeah, that's, yeah. What is I as I say the, the Bluetooth it, it goes into my phone and then and then and and then, and then you, need, you need you need to pair up. You know exactly. I mean? But so.
2: but and and so have you taken it out of the box? Have you seen what's inside it?
3: Yes, uh, they call the screws and the speaker and wiring. You know, ah, I mean,
2: so it's all wired. So basically,
3: it's not just a screw in light bulb. Exactly right. What you see? It, it, my, last year I had it. It was working perfectly because a friend of mine who he, he put it up, I think, and it was working perfectly. I had it on in, in, in a week or so. And then I tried to to show my friend, and I don't know what happened. Maybe I did, I did I did something wrong, or maybe the wiring went loose. I tried to pair oh, up. Oh, so you did up. get it
2: working up in the roof? Yeah.
3: Yes, I did. And then, I did, then suddenly I, lo- I lost the, the connection and the pair up. Uh, and also, what happens with, with those Bluetooths, you, you you need you need to get the app for it. It's called iLink. So I got I got my phone the iLink, but I think uh, I have to do do it again to yeah. Uh, I think install that,
2: it. I'm going to say something to you, Richard, about this, and yeah. I don't want to be a narc, but the problem, of one of the biggest problems is, yeah. um, and I, I think Wish is a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun things on there, but oh, they're okay. not exactly high quality.
3: Oh, okay. Right. So
2: the likelihood of it, you know, being a solid quality reliable product is quite low. Buying on on Wish. And I'm, I'd be very nervous about anything that requires wiring into your home. I, I think an electrician is who you should call. Um, right. If there's any wiring in the ceiling, I worry about what you actually did to get it going in the first place. But, right. you know, these things are normally, you know, not cheap. They're normally high quality. But yeah. I love the idea of it. It's a great idea, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. Yes, you know, you know what
2: just launched um, this week, and I think it's probably the the perfect solution for people like you who don't want yeah. a speaker sitting on the on the on the side table in the lounge room. Right. I, I, IKEA just launched a picture frame. Really, oh, a picture right. frame. Look it up on the IKEA website. It's called Symphonisk, uh, and it just looks like a picture, but you plug it into the wall just with a normal PowerPoint, and it's yes. a Sonos Bluetooth speaker. All right. and mate, the quality is. Excellent.
3: Right, 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 Trevor. Thank so you. So that, that might be a better yeah.
2: alternative for you, mate.
3: Yeah, yeah, because what you say, my first time that i I, I mean in my life because I watch Channel 9 every every, every day, news. And uh, so this morning, you know, for the high-tech the latest ones. You know, yeah, oh, actually, I showed it this morning <laughs> on the Today Show, that one there, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. Mate, but that's the one for you, my friend.
3: All right. Thank, but- Thank you, Trevor, very much for, for yourself. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing. Convenient. No, absolutely. Good, good luck with it, mate. Good luck. Cool. Okay, then. Thank I'm you. Okay, I'm thank you very much. Good for on that. you, Richard. You. Cheers, mate.
2: And uh, look, it's not an easy one. Look, I've I've seen stuff on Wish. I've tried to buy stuff on Wish, and most of it's rubbish. Um, the yeah, the the thing is, it it. I'm worried about how he wired that in the first place. If you have got it working, um, because you really shouldn't be playing with power on the roof. Uh, you know, anything to do with a light switch, even a a, a those motion-sensing lights that use mains power, they need you, you have to have an electrician install them. That's actually the the requirements. Uh, you're not meant to do electrical work on your own. So hopefully it gets it working again, cause it's a cool idea. But that IKEA thing, I'm telling you, very, very cool. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long here taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, just go to the website, eftm.com. Uh, that's what Darren did. Uh, Darren's online. G'day, mate. How are you? G'day, mate. Yeah, good. Thanks, good. What can I do for you?
3: Mate, I was um, I was kind of interested in uh, just one of those wireless-type dongles for the car to um, update it to the Android Auto.
2: So you've got... Have you got Android Auto now or not?
3: No, it's a 2016 Commodore, so it, it has its own MyLink system, but... No, it doesn't have that app on there, and yeah, I don't
2: know that. So the the problem is you've got, and this is a it's a really good point actually. Don't buy a wireless Android Auto dongle because it only works for cars that have Android Auto. So I've got Apple CarPlay for example, right? It's built into yep. the Kia Carnival that we've got. Great, but you got to plug a cable in. I bought a little dongle. It was a couple hundred bucks, and what it does is it plugs in. Where the phone would normally plug in, and then it emits a little Wi-Fi signal, and that's what your phone then connects to. And so it's essentially tricking the car into thinking that it's plugged in, but it's actually wireless. Right. So up putting Android Auto into your car requires a whole new head unit. Yeah. Now, that's possible. Don't don't rule it out, especially if you're planning on hanging onto the car. I've got a 2010 Mazda 2 with with Apple CarPlay, and it didn't come with anything. Uh, it didn't even come with a, a screen. It it had nothing. Now it's got a you know seven inch infotainment system, but you've got to buy the infotainment system, so let's say Pioneer, and then you've got to buy the the mounting around it in, in case it's a different sized screen to the one you've got now. Yeah, right. It's a bit more work, though, mate, and a lot more money. Yeah, there's uh, there's
3: upgrades to the, uh, the existing system that you can get, but they're quite expensive too. So,
2: and I bet you they don't even have Android Auto, do they?
3: I think that is the purpose of them. Yeah, they, the new oh, ones do. Really? They're, they're very dear. How
2: much? What are you talking? What do you think's very dear? Uh, over a thousand. Well, you know, you're going to be up for. Last time I looked, the the Pioneer units were you know six hundred to seven hundred um, for a new new unit infotainment wise. Um, and then your in installation and potentially any you know parts or casing around it. So it's probably it's probably a similar price to be honest. Um, yeah, right. uh, and what model? What year model did you say it is? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. And what the is v- it? Yeah. A v- and you're not getting rid of that anytime soon, are you? No, certainly, uh, mate. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do. I will.
3: I'll go that way if I need to, for sure. But
2: yeah. I just... oh, I, unfortunately, the cheap options don't exist. So I'd be I, I didn't realise there was MyLink upgrades that would include Android Auto. Are they aftermarket or are they dealer? Yeah, they are, mate. Yes. Yeah. Right. So they must run a whole range of new software through it. I'd love I'd love to see them. I might have to have to look that up, but that would be what I'd invest in. A and another reason for that is because then you're keeping that car as stock essentially, the the physical screen and everything staying as stock instead of and it's just software. Um, yeah. And you know, I think you and I are both on the same wavelength here. That's a that's a valuable car if you keep it in good nick. <laughs> yeah, that's a plan. So mate, unfortunately no easy solution, no cheap solution, Thank but you. but still if you're in the car a lot, I, I do I do recommend it. I think Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are game changers for yeah. infotainment. Yeah. Great. All right, buddy, good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. And uh, if you've got a question, like Darren, just get in touch, go to the website eftm.com. com. That's all you gotta do. Happy to help. Well, thank you for listening. Lovely a happy company, really, isn't it? Um, now, lots of calls, and we appreciate those. But I did want to quickly mention something I mentioned also quickly at uh, on Two Blokes Talking Tech last week, but they were in the middle of a bit of a problem getting the website working and stuff. Um, but I published this a week or so ago at eftm.com, au. Now, I'm not on commission. Uh, I'm no involvement. I just happen to know the people that started this website. So I know, A, they're reputable people, I know B, they are authorised, TGA-approved tests, and I know essentially how their business works. They, they're, they're normally a provider of much larger quantities to larger places, and they're simply just allocating small amounts to retail sales. Um, www.rapidtests.net.au. And the reason I say this is because I keep hearing people saying, oh, there's no rapid test, da-da-da. They, uh, look, they're sold out of 20 and, and single packs, but today, right now, they have a box of five, 59 dollars which is absolutely what's being charged in retail. It's not gouging in any way, plus delivery, and it gets posted to you. Now, if you're like me, and you have a family that worries about COVID, you need to have these things in your medicine cabinet. So I applaud the initiative to get this website running so that people can just buy them online. I don't want to queue up at a bloody chemist. I don't want to have to ring around chemists. I'm also not desperate for them. I just wanted to have them in the medicine cabinet. They're called test testis labs, tests, testy labs, something, uh, rapid antigen test, box five, uh, five five tests. And I actually did one because I had to do one um, after six days of returning home from the US. It was a quick and easy test, just as easy, if not easier, than I've normally done the whole labs ones, which have the UV light. Um, So these ones don't. That's even better. Um, And yes, you're basically just paying for postage on top of the retail price. And for the convenience, I'm pretty cool with that. So, yeah, um, just a reminder that exists. Um, I know everyone's freaking out about the world and what's going on, but you can actually order these things and just buy them and have them delivered and then have them in your medicine cabinet ready to go um, if you need to. RapidTests.net.au, www.RapidTests.net.au. Go to the EFTM website and look for the article in the lifestyle section. You'll see the click there and you'll be able to go. Easy peasy. Peace of mind. That's all it is. Just peace of mind having them sitting there, ready to go. All right, I know a lot of people bought them and if you've bought them and had a good experience, let me know, I'd love to hear about that. But um, yeah, I've, I know these people, it's not some shonky thing that's been set up. Um, it's all legit and above board and I have personally bought from them. I bought the $200 I paid for a 20 pack, which works out kind of the most cost efficient. And with five people in a household, I feel like we're going to need those at some point in the next month or two. Um because I should say we haven't contracted COVID here, so if we do, we, you know, you need those tests to come negative to get out and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's a much easier way of covering yourself off. Anyway, uh, let's keep going with calls, folks. EFTM, you're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, just go to the website eftm com. Click on Ask Trev. Uh, David's done that. G'day, David.
4: Hi, Trevor. G'day,
2: mate. What can I do for you?
4: Look, uh, I've got a, a young lady now who's going to high school, just oh. got her uh, a recycled iPhone, one of my iPhones to get her set up for safe travel. So one of your Look, old ones? Yeah, an, an iPhone XS. What can I do to kind of lock lock in the system so she doesn't uh, go to rogue websites and just keep her safe?
2: Yep. So the first and most important thing to do is when you set it up, give her her own iTunes account, Apple account. Have you done that? When it's been, I have. Yeah, great. Yes. And have yeah. you created a family yet? Yes. Okay, so you've you've got the most important building blocks of the whole thing, which is family sharing. Now, anyone that doesn't have this, seriously, it's the it's the only way to work. You click on your iCloud in uh, in the settings, and you go to family sharing. So it's so easy to do, and the most important thing is it gives you essentially control. It gives you a level of control over things. Um, and so, what you want to be doing in there are things like enabling uh, her, a prompt for her to download apps, uh, okay. a prompt for her to uh, get more screen time. So let's talk about those two things separately, right? So apps, yes. Um, you know, she's twelve, she's in year seven, she's not yet earning her own money and and spending her own money on apps. And even if they are, like my ten year old, he has hundred bucks in his little bank account, and he'll he'll come up to me and say, "I want to spend five dollars on an app," and we'll talk about why you would or wouldn't want to spend five bucks on. Something that may or may not be worth five bucks. And yes. then it's obviously coming out of my money, but, it, you know, because it's my credit card on the iTunes account, but it's still a great conversation to have. So having yes. that approval. So what that means is it looks for them, it looks normal. They go to the app store, they go get, and when they click get, it says, well, do you want to ask a parent or do you not want it? <laughs> and so okay. they click, yes. they, the great thing is, though, they click ask a parent, and you could be in the same room as them or in another country, and you'll still get the prompt. Now, um, I don't know about your family setup, but uh, is is her mum also an iPhone user around? She will be
4: soon, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, we're, so yeah, the yeah.
2: great thing is you can have a second guardian. So you can add someone else into the family who's also a the guardian, a parent. Uh, you, you, you're you the administrator of the family, but you yes. can both be parents. And so when uh, she requests an app, it'll come to both of you. And either one of you can go yes or no to that. Um, obviously, the, the challenge there is when they're not in the same room as you, they're thinking, is he going to say yes or is he going to say no? So you start this conversation where you, you've got a text group with you and the family and you say, listen, I didn't approve that app because we should talk about it tonight.
4: Um, Trevor, can I um, – so in the family iCloud account, can mm-hmm. I nominate a second person as the as another administrator? Is that what yes. you mean? So in, okay, in, family, in
2: family sharing um, – yep. so I'm just going to bring up mine here for you so I'm, I'm on the same page. Click on my name up the top of the settings mm-hmm. and then I go down to family sharing which is where you are, and you would see, what, just two people in the family. Um That's right. You'd see you, and it would say organiser, and then you'd say you, your daughter and her, her age. So in yes. mine, it says family, Trevor Long, me, mm-hmm. organiser. And then it says Amanda Long, parent slash guardian. Okay. And then it says Harrison, age 10, Victoria, age 11, Jackson, age 15. And each of them, you know, there can be settings for each of them. So... Uh, the other thing about family uh, family sharing is there's a lot of different settings and controls that you can create. So that ask-to-buy situation, you can turn that off once she gets to, I think it's 13, you have mm-hmm. the option of turn that on, off. But my 15-year-old still has that on because I'm not he's not spending my money. It's my credit card yes, still attached, yes. right? Um, the good thing about the family is if you have an Apple Music subscription and those kind of things, you can actually then subscribe as a family, um, you know, $17 a month as opposed to $11 a month, roughly. I don't know the exact number. And you all get to listen. You all get your own playlists. So you're actually saving money on those subscription music plans, Apple TV and all those kind of stuff as well if you want to use yes. them. So that's the other great reason to have a family plan. Um, she can also download apps that you've already bought. So you don't need is to buy that automatic? them automatic?
4: Yeah, is that automatic if they're in the family? It's, auto- purchased- it's automatic yeah. that she
2: can do it. They don't automatically come up on her phone. Okay. So what my son does, little cheeky bugger, he goes into the app store, clicks on his profile, and then goes to my profile um, because there's there's kind of a list. They can actually view all the apps that you've purchased. Yes. And they can just go, yeah, I want that one. I'm going to get that one. <laughs> and they can just and it'll,
4: it. And it'll download. So if it's been approved by the family, they can automatically download Correct. it. Correct. If it's not approved, then they have to ask a parent. It's okay, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Good, good, good. And so that's that's your uh, – look, mate, in that, that area of your phone, the settings area of family sharing. Um, there are also a bunch of other settings for each child that you can enable, change. Um, you know, it's it's quite amazing the level of depth you can go into if you wanted to. You can definitely do things like um, parental controls, so you can restrict uh, content. So, no, uh, like my ten-year-old can't view adult content on his on his iPad. It just won't work. It'll just block him. So spend do you do a minute. it on
4: the device itself or from the iCloud accounts? Because each device is separate. I thought.
2: Yeah, you do it on the the control of what they can see is yes. done on your device. Okay. And 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 critically, the changes you make apply across all of their devices. So if she's got a Mac computer and an iPhone. Yes. Everything we talk about applies to both. Okay, thank you. So my kids, are spoiled little brats, right? They got they got iPads. There's a Mac computer in the corner. Like, there's plenty of options. Um, but if they run out of screen time, it runs out on all the devices. Oh, yes. All yes, the yes, Apple yeah. devices, I should be clear. Yeah, so, yeah. so in terms of apps and and uh, I guess parental control, there's a there's a lot you can dig into there. I would recommend you do some reading about the uh, restrictions that you can put in place on content. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't put them in place on my teenager because I feel like even you're a teenager, you don't really want your dad knowing every time a website gets blocked. And, you know, those conversations come about naturally as parents. I think we're just got to yes. learn our way through those. I think we don't want to rely on technology for all that stuff. Yeah. But the biggest thing that you can then do is screen time. So screen time is a way of restricting the amount of time that they are able to use their device and what they're able to do at certain times. So, for example... Obviously, your daughter's going to take this thing to school. So from the That's hours right. of eight a.m. to, let's say six p.m., absolutely, just you can use the phone. Um, you don't want to set a limit of an hour or two because kids at that age they will use their phone for everything. My my son sometimes takes his phone and uses it to make notes in class. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be putting daytime limits on like I like I do at a ten or eleven year old, but. the the biggest thing I would the biggest lesson I've had, the biggest teaching I would give you if I can Mm -hmm. is a thing called downtime. And it's super powerful. So in in your daughter's family sharing, and again this is on your phone, you go into family, you go into screen time, you click on your daughter's name and you click on downtime. There's there's the ability to say, right, every day from ten so in my my son's phone, it's Mm -hmm. currently school holidays, I should be clear, on my son's phone, he's his downtime is from ten thirty 7 a.m., so from 10:30 oh, yes. at night to 7 a.m., when he picks up his phone, it's pretty much useless.
4: Yep, yep, makes sense. Thank All you. Right?
2: But then there's a list of apps called "Always Allowed," uh, and yeah. so in in my son's, the phone is always allowed. Text yep. messages are Text. also always allowed, as are maps and That's FaceTime. Sensible. Because yes, yeah. if he happens to be at a mate's place and they get stuck outside, he can get a map and walk home. You know, like you think yeah, about yeah. The, all the situations. But, but of course, at any time, even in downtime, they can go, I want access. So when the school holidays started, my son's downtime was normally 8.30. And he's up he's up late in school holidays. And he'd be like, can I have Instagram? So we'd get a pop-up saying Jackson wants more Instagram time. And we can allow that. So you've got the power to override those things either permanently, temporarily, or in a one-off circumstance. Most importantly thing I'd say to you, mate, is do this with your daughter. Sit yes, down. Is, together. Is, is she your only child or is there other kids? No,
4: we've got, we've got three, but she's sensible. She's a sensible kid, so this is, yeah. Mate, do, sit, doing, yeah, just,
2: uh, just during, during dinner chat about it, and then after dinner pull the phones out, sit them on the table, and go through the settings. Yeah, the only do. thing you've got to do, and I don't care how sensible she is, never, ever, 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 ever does she see the screen time password. All oh, right. Of course, so of course. my my the password to open my phone, my kids know it. Right. So my kids can unlock my phone, make a phone call. Frankly, they can read my emails. I don't care. But what they can't do is unlock my phone, go into the settings, and change the screen time, because they don't know that password. Mm, okay. So and mate, time. and, and mate, I've got friends whose kids have, through whatever mechanism, found that password, and they haven't turned off downtime, but they've they've put say Netflix. Into the always allowed bucket, so that at 3am in the morning they're watching yeah. Netflix because yeah. it's always allowed. So yeah. be wary, but that's that's it is what it is. But it's such a powerful thing on an iPhone. And look, I, I, I'm not suggesting iPhones are the best thing out there, but gee whiz, for parents, <laughs> it's hard to do better. I'll be honest with you.
4: So he's been very, very helpful. Thank you very much.
2: Enjoy, mate. Hopefully you get a lot out of it and hopefully your daughter is um, as obedient as we hope them to be.
4: No, she's a good kid and you've been really helpful. I really appreciate your help. Thank on you mate. so much.
2: Anytime. Cheers. Thank and, uh, yep, if you've got a question like David, anytime, just go to the website, eftm.com, click on Ask Trev, and I'll try and help you out. Thank you for listening. Trevor along with you, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. Just click Ask Trev. G'day, Marilyn. How are you?
5: Yeah, good, thank you.
2: Marilyn, what can I do for you? Email me about your husband's Apple Watch. Uh,
5: yes, purchased a, a, a Series 6 mm-hmm. Apple Watch for him for his birthday. And um, my problem is I'd like, I bought it so that he could use it while cycling yeah. so to phone – um, and not have to take his his, okay. his phone yep and um, there don't seem to be any um, any um, oh, you know inexpensive plans
2: mm. to, yeah um, look so the first problem is the iPhone 6 is it not? I mean that's
5: yes yes I mean I'd have to upgrade that phone.
2: Well let's talk about that first because I, I think that's a that's a challenge right there's obviously, there's brand-new options, um, and I think the cheapest iPhone is now in the low to mid-600s. Um, you could get an iPhone SE. Um, I think there's a new one coming out in the next few months, but right now, the iPhone SE is $679. Okay? Uh-huh. That's brand-new from the factory, Apple 679. Now… Yeah. It's actually pretty much, if he's got a standard iPhone 6, it will look and feel exactly the same as his iPhone 6, except better screen, better camera, and way more powerful, much faster phone. So it'll it'll all just work better. It'll feel great, 679. But yep. the other option I would say to you, and timely-wise, because on Australia Day, tomorrow as we record, Coles um, Supermarkets is launching refurbished iPhone 8s for uh, for two hundred and seventy nine dollars, oh,
5: that's good. <laughs> so a
2: refurbished phone. Imagine your, is your phone's your husband's phone in good nick? That iPhone six.
5: Yes, yes. So Very, pe- it's my old phone, and uh,
2: yeah. People like you, you look after your phones. You probably put it in a case that when you buy it, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, in a, in a big yes. corporate world where they have got a hundred lawyers and they all get new phones every year, they get sent back, and a company buys them cheap. You know, let's let's call them. They buy them all for a hundred bucks each, and instead of you know crushing them and recycling because they still work. They put mm-hmm. them through a 72-point check. They check, does the screen work? Is the screen scratched? Um, are all the colours working? Does the touch work? Does the camera work? Is it stolen? Is it lost? Any of those things, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put it in a box. They put it with a charger and a cable. Boost Mobile brand it. And Boost Mobile, if you want to, they've got a SIM card you can put in it as well. Um, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Mm,
5: 279
2: bucks. And there's an yeah, iPhone 10R yeah. XR, um, at, I think it's 450 bucks. So basically what I'd be doing is I'd be ringing today your local mm-hmm. Coles and asking mm-hmm. them if they are, because I think it's limited to like 90% of supermarkets have it, but some of them don't. So just okay. ring your local Coles and say, do you have the Boost Mobile refurbished phones coming tomorrow? If they say yes mm-hmm. or no, then you know where to go. Pick up mm-hmm. tomorrow morning and head down to and get one because an iPhone 8, 279 is perfect for that Apple Watch, right? Yeah. yeah, Now, once you've done that, you are restricted to only the big three telcos, Vodafone, Telstra and Optus, if you want that cellular option on the watch.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the
2: watch will work with any carrier, Boost Mobile, uh, Kogan Mobile, anyone. If it's Bluetooth, Mm -hmm. but it won't Mm – if the phone is not with it, so if he's out 10 kilometres from home on his bike and the phone's at home, the watch Mm -hmm. is – not useless because you can store music on it and listen to music via headphones and Bluetooth. That's cool, but he can't make phone calls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you do need to be with Telstra, Optus, or Vodafone. I think the cheapest would be Vodafone at probably thirty-five bucks a month plus five dollars for the for the watch. Telstra, I think their cheapest one is fifty-five dollars a month, and then you'd still pay five bucks for the watch. So uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. Uh, if the, this is the challenge, right? If you um, mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not paying anywhere near that now for your mobile, it's a big expense. But if you're currently spending something near that, then it's only an extra five bucks.
5: Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, currently, uh, because he's not a big phone user, you know, as I say, he forgets his phone half the time anyway at (laughs) home. (laughs) And um, I only pay $15. Ah,
2: Um, See, that's a huge change in price. Yeah, it is.
5: It is. Um, So I was trying to there was anything and as I say I've tethered the watch his watch to my phone and I did get a five dollar or could have been a ten dollar yep. uh, plan through I can't even remember the name of it <clears throat> Um it's an overseas it's a British company and um
2: so oh, hang could, on for, so have you set yours up sorry have you set his watch up under family sharing yes, oh, yes that's I have. smart that's very good so it's like a kid's watch <laughs>
5: Yes, that's um, right. But he is a kid, <laughs> and well,
2: that's that's actually brilliant because he's got his own phone number.
5: Yes, that's right. But um, he can't get access to all the health things that he wants ah, through family all sharing the
2: apps and all that. Yes, stuff. Yes, yeah.
5: because um, he because he wanted the um, you know the heart um, monitor sort Absolutely, of thing. Absolutely, yeah. And they don't yes. make that
2: available because they assume the family sharing's happening for kids, yeah. so you can't get ECG yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's wow. Right. Well, that's a quandary, really. It's it's essentially mm-hmm. a uh, what is it? We talking about a thirty to thirty five dollar a month quandary for you? Because
5: yes, that's right.
2: that's the price you've got to pay yeah. to get those features. And he, how yes. how prepared is he yeah. for that? You found a that's great. Right. I love your workaround. You found a great workaround to get him contactable yes. I mean, out and yes, about. he's
5: got he's got a phone. Yeah, I mean he's got a number that I can you know um, say come home. You
2: know, <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he but... can auto reply. Nope.
5: No, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, so, yeah. Marilyn, that is
2: the situation. You are up for yeah. those those monthly yeah. costs with the big three Yeah, But thanks goes.
5: for the tip for the um the phones. The um yeah, I think
2: it's worthwhile the upgrade. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Check
2: definitely. them out at Coles with Boost Mobile. Okay.
5: So are they not um, online? So you'd have to actually. No, go you into have a to store? go
2: in. Yeah, definitely.
5: to store. Okay. Yep. Brilliant. Look, if
2: if you struggle, then Boost do sell them online as well. Um, uh-huh, they don't uh-huh. have the 279 I think it might be 299 tomorrow, but look, it's still a uh-huh. pretty good deal. Um, yes, so, yeah, boost yeah. boost.com.au, they they have a shop and they sell refurbished phones there. And they're not locked to, to Boost, even though Boost is selling them and they come with a Boost uh, SIM card. You don't have to use it. They, oh, okay. they would just love you yeah. to. <laughs> yes.
5: Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. All right, for Marilyn.
2: The, um, um, yeah, thank you. No so worries much. at all. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Bye then. Bye. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. Just click on Ask Trevor. I'll do my best to get in touch with you. And Rob's on the line. G'day, Rob. Hi, Trevor. How are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you?
6: Uh, mate, I did see one of your previous videos uh, you talking about connecting an Orbi system directly into the NBN box. I've just purchased one from Netgear and was hoping to get a bit of guidance on how that all hangs together.
2: Ah, who are you with? Uh, Telstra. And which style or source of NBN have you got?
6: Uh, HFC.
2: HFC in Perth? Hmm. Well, mean-
6: well, there, was, there was 14 suburbs cabled by Foxtel uh, before Galaxy went broke, and as soon as Galaxy went broke, they stopped laying cable. <laughs>
2: Is that the plan? Wow, fourteen suburbs. Was that you got? Yep. That's like twenty-five odd years ago now, isn't it? And they, yeah, absolutely. it was this big battle, and uh, they were they would have pushed cable as a better option or something over satellite, even though now they're relying entirely on satellite. But anyway,
6: yeah, hundred percent. So Optus was obviously the satellite option, or the, the stringing it through the, the power lines or whatever Optus was yeah. doing at the time, and um, you know Galaxy was busy going broke fast, and Foxtel was laying cable in um, some new resi developments up in the sort of north of Perth um, and about six, you know, old established suburbs of which the and one I'm in was one.
2: I was going to say you're in the old ones because I often am talking on 6PR about there's a couple up north, which are still like Telstra exclusive suburbs. Like yeah. you can't do anything but Telstra there. So very strange situation. Anyway, um, the reason I ask those questions is because obviously there's different situations, but so right now with your MBN setup, you've got a little black box and then the Telstra modem. Is that correct?
6: That is correct.
2: The little black box from the NBN is the NTD, the network termination device. That's why I explain that to people is that's the end of the NBN's tentacles. So the yep. NBN computer system comes all the way into that desk or that place in your home. The best way to test whether or not you're going to have any luck with this is to plug a computer in. Right. Now, right into the box. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's not always as straightforward as that. So just be prepared mm. for some mucking around. With Aussie Broadband, it's ridiculously cool. Their back end, in their support page, you can actually kick the connection, which allows them to kind of reboot at their end and kind of uh, resynchronize any IP addresses and stuff, so that when you do plug something new in, it kind of repols for its IP address and all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm just worried that with Telstra it's not that simple. But what I would do with Telstra is I would unplug the Telstra modem, I would turn off the NTD, power it down, and I would plug in a computer to it and then power it up. And so... The computer is there for it as it powers up. So, through the point of synchronization, it gets an IP address and hopefully, Bob's your ankle, you're online. Now, in theory, if that works, then the Orbi system is exactly the same. You just plug the Orbi in and it gets its internet through there. It doesn't need, because the NBN is actually kind of just an open network, there's no authentication required. You don't need a username and password like we used to with ADSL and stuff. yeah, you can just, as long as you're at that physical premise, you can plug into it. So what I do with my Orbi as I look over at it now is it's the rout- the router version because when the box comes, there's a router and a satellite, and they're very clearly labelled. Um, the router one, the the WAN port, the internet port, is plugged directly into the N- NTD from the NBN. There's no other Aussie broadband modem here at all. And uh, hey, presto, it's, it's just pumping out the internet. Now, when you're setting up the Orbi from scratch it will work all that out because the app for the setup is actually pretty pretty good. It'll do all its, you know, handshakes and negotiations. And look, if you're pulling your hair out and it's not working or whatever, plug the Telstra modem back in, yeah? The worst thing that happens there is that you've actually just got a little bit of extra throughput. It's not actually going to cause you any speed differential. Turn off the Wi-Fi on the Telstra modem, all that other jazz. Because if you said to me, I'm on fiber to the node, this is the situation. You keep the modem you turn off all the Wi-Fi and stuff and you'd plug the Orbi into the modem and you'd, you'd still be doing just fine. But it's just one less PowerPoint you need to take up, basically.
6: To, to be frank, that's exactly my motivation, <laughs> <laughs> to reduce one PowerPoint.
2: Yeah, well, I buy a double adapter. No, but I'm, I'm confident you'll be okay. I've done it all now right, sir, both here that. and at my office. Um, as I say, the only caveat to that is I've only done it with Aussie broadband, but I've heard no other complaints about doing it. So I think you will be 100% fine. Awesome. Thank you. Good luck, mate, and uh, enjoy the Orbi when you get it, and hopefully you get uh, a million times better Wi-Fi than what you're getting from the Telstra modem.
6: No, thanks very much, Trev.
2: Good on you, mate, and if you've got a question, uh, like Rob, just get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. Happy to help anytime I can, and uh, we try and get everyone we can on the podcast. Not always easy, but we do our best. EFTM. you're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. If you've got a tech question, you know where to go, eftm.com. Trevor along, taking your calls. G'day, Dean.
1: Yeah, good day, Trevor.
2: What can kind I do of for you, mate?
1: Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> we got we got um, we changed our internet service provider, and while it was well, the previous one um, everything was okay. The one we changed to was cheaper, a cheaper deal, but our modem that they've sent us doesn't give us the same coverage. Um, oh, right. When when we we're up, the connection or the Wi-Fi. Um, router is upstairs yep. and with the old router which was a standard telstra router um covered the house no problems at all we went with a new router and paid a little bit extra to get supposedly something above the standard router and down sort of downstairs in my office don't get the same coverage as far as um, wi-fi is concerned mm. speeds are meant to be up to 50 um up to 50, and sometimes it's down below 10 and other times even so low that it's just you just can't use the Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, so the,
2: the, first, about the first thing I'm worried about is you have actually changed providers. It's still NBN, is it?
1: Yes, it's still NBN, okay.
2: yes. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm confident it is the router as you suspect, but I, I do prefer that you do some regular speed tests plugged into the modem if you can. Um, yeah. Because then you're eliminating the Wi-Fi is a part of the cause. So it's likely that it is, but if you're getting 10, then plug into the modem and see what you're getting then. Because if you're getting 10 plugged into the modem, then it's actually the internet yeah. coming into the house that's rubbish. Do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, why, I do. It, that's why it's really important to, to understand the speed of your internet versus the speed of your Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, so if I, like I'm using a Surface Pro yeah. um, for Wi-Fi, uh-huh. if I'm using that in my office, then I can get, Sometimes, and it can change hourly, it can go, you know, I can get up around 48, which is fantastic, and other times, as I say, it's below 10 and, and sometimes even below 1. Um, but if I take my service pro upstairs in the same room that That's the router's in, then no problems at all. Yeah, it's can, always around 48. You've done the yeah. job then. Yep, no, you've done the job.
2: Yep. You've sorted it. So, look, the first thing I'd be doing is, uh, sorry, what sort of internet MBN do you have? Do you know what how it's delivered to the home? By cable? Is it HFC as in? um, Uh, Is there a little black box, a little NBN black box next to the modem? Or does it plug into your old phone line?
1: Uh, No, it's it's got it plugs into the wall, (laughs) similar to um, your Foxtel plugs into the wall, sort of screws in if that makes any difference.
2: Yep, and is that where the modem screws in?
1: Yeah, you've got an NBN modem, and then you've got the um in this case a Pentanet.
2: Yes, yeah, so so that little wow. NBN, that's that little NBN, it's a little black box, is it?
1: Yeah, it, it, the NBN modem. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Okay, yes.
2: great. So, yeah. yeah. I I want my money back. Firstly, from Pentanet, okay. I'd ring them and say this is rubbish. I want to, I want my money back. Um, yeah. Because what have you paid for that? Two hundred.
1: Yeah, exactly one ninety nine. Yeah.
2: Get get that back. That's that's horrible. Um, and you're going to need to invest now. Um, my recommendation is Netgear Orbi, but any mesh Wi-Fi system is what you want. Did you say it's only two-level yep. home?
1: It is, and and this, wi- this Wi-Fi router I've got does say mesh. Mm. So,
2: But is it just one box? There's not multiple boxes that came with it?
1: No, there's only the one box.
2: <laughs> so a mesh system essentially is, um, it's like a corporate network. You know, when you go to a big building and you can walk through any part of the building, any level, and just the Wi-Fi just works? It's kind of the same. yeah. You put uh, you put uh, in a Nikki case. They have the the router sits next to and plugs into that NBN box, and then they have what they call a satellite. Now you could buy, for example, their a three pack for six hundred bucks, which is their kind of entry level. Let me be very clear. That's their entry level. A three yeah. pack, a three pack of the one I've got is seventeen hundred dollars. Um, okay. So just to give you a sense of the 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 differential between it. Um, you don't need a three-pack unless you've got a quite a wide home, if you like. Um, if you've just got a two-level home and the routers and the modems upstairs, I think a two-pack would be fine. Um, so you'll probably end up being able to spend maybe 420 bucks for a two-pack system. And again, yep. going up from there, it might be $800 for the next one up. But basically, one goes at the router. The other one goes downstairs. Those two communicate with each other in high speed with their own network, and they, they then both create a single dome of Wi-Fi. Do not buy a Wi-Fi extender. Okay. A Wi-Fi extender simply extends the poor network that you have to make it look like it's better.
1: So can you just, this two-pack system, can you just tell me exactly what it's called?
2: Netgear Orbi, O-R-B-I. Okay. Yep. So if you go to JB or Harvey's or or even online, there's heaps of them. And let me, as I said, there's multiple different styles. And you'll see they actually look slightly different. Um, yeah and, and the difference between them all so what sort of how many devices you got in your house?
1: <laughs> We've got f- five of us three kids, three adult kids so lots. <laughs> well um, the devices when you count phones and iPads and everything yeah uh, I don't know and televisions yeah. Um, yeah, so probably not as many as a, a lot of families, but I'd say 10. 15,
2: 10 or twelve. I got sixty-five. So you're doing okay. Yeah, i, yeah. Um, I <laughs> you're not quite. I, I I hate spending people's money for them, but I, I genuinely believe that yeah. that it's a it's an investment in the utility of the internet. All right. Yeah. Um. I, if I was you, I'd be wanting to spend closer to the eleven ninety nine mark than the four twenty nine mark. Just just have that in mind as the price yeah. range, right? Because the four twenty nine It's definitely going to work. It's definitely going to be a million times better than what you've got. Um, But as more devices come home, as someone says, I want an Alexa and someone else wants a light bulb and whatever else happens, um, it just puts more load on that device. The cheaper device is great, but it's made for a really simple uh, network. The next, there's yeah. essentially three tiers. Um, I did a YouTube video on it. It might help explain if you look it up. There's essentially three tiers, and the, the higher up the tier you get, the more robust the support. I don't think you need the top tier because you're probably not going to do massive smart home Wi-Fi 6 devices and all the all the like, but the 899 pack in the middle looks really good to me for you. Um, okay. So just keep those in mind. Uh, hopefully you get approval from the Minister for War and Finance, but trust me. All the kids will notice a difference because there'll be no more buffering. Do we know each other, do we? Yeah. all the all the all the TVs that they're streaming on. There'll be no more buffering and stuff. And I, the other thing I'd say to you is, with the greatest respect, with that many adult kids with TVs and phones, yeah. the, the fifty meg plan might be pushing stuff uphill. Yeah, you might want to sure. go to the hundred. Yeah, yeah. But trust oh, me, okay. do, do this first, right? So do the Netgear Orbi first. Because what that will do is prove to you that a good Wi-Fi network can deliver consistent speeds of, you know, 48, whatever it is, across the home, as long as it's being made available by the telco. And then you'll know that if you ring your telco and say, I want to go to 100, the minute they switch that on, everyone gets 100.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. I will investigate. Sounds good. Good luck, mate. Enjoy. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thanks very much, Trevor.
2: Happy shopping. (laughs) It's what I do. Spend other people's money for them. thanks a lot alright buddy and uh, if you've got a question look it's not easy but sometimes you spend money Dean's got to do that so if you've got a question uh, like Dean and look there's a couple of NBN you know uh, improvement questions in a row in fact oh, I didn't I didn't think about then Robert bought an Orby and I'm recommending an Orby to Dean and I do I, I do that as a reflex action because Nick you've been a long time supporter and sponsor and advertiser and I have no bones about saying that because I couldn't be where I am today without them but there are plenty of options out there um, if you want to investigate research you've got ubiquity you've got Google nest you've got all these different things they all have their benefits they also all have their detractions as well I I have had a faultless situation and, and experience with my orbi and um, the same is what I hear from people too so I appreciate their support and I appreciate you supporting them if that's the, if that's the choice you make hopefully um, <laughs> hopefully uh, Dean's internet is Remarkably improved. Very soon. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you haven't uh, done it more recently, go to the iTunes Store if you're listening on an iPhone and give us a rating and a review. Will you make me be greatly appreciated? It's lovely when we read those things. It's just nice to feel known and wanted and listened to. I know how many people are listening. Therefore, I know how many people have left reviews. Therefore, I know how many of you have not left reviews. Are you hearing me? That's what I'm saying. Um, Ravelin Sydney, my go-to tech podcast. Yeah, I've read that one, I think, but thank you so much. AMM 9449, not one of the best. It is the best tech podcast going around. Thank you so much. Um, So, yes, leave a rating, leave a review, and, um, of course, most importantly, send me an email. If you're an Android user, can't wait to hear from you. Let me know what you think of the app when it comes out. See you guys. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.